Welcome to Mock Footage. I really like movies. I do too, but I haven't seen too many. And that's why we're going to watch a bunch together. We'll make sure to keep it swear-free for Grandma. Definitely, and we will be talking about major plot details, so consider this your spoiler warning. Oh, I wonder what we're going to watch this week. Hello everyone, my name is Joe Lingua, and this week we are going to watch Iron Giant. My name is Ray Hiroso, and who's ready to robot rumble? Robot rumble! Before we start discussing the movie this week, I wanted to say it was suggested to us by a friend and fan who has previously appeared on the podcast, One Red. You can find them on Twitter at RedBuddy. Hi, Red. Thank you, Red, for the suggestion. Now let's talk about the big iron robot rumble. Tell me. Robot rumble! Okay. Um, the Iron Giant is a, a, a robot fighting movie about a reluctant giant robot who does not want to fight and be a, 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 a machine for, for death and destruction anymore, yeah. but has to go up the ranks in order to escape to freedom, or at least is promised freedom Okay, uh, if they win. Um, so it is promised and- to the robots that are fighting to the deaths that if they get to the top rank if they become the world champion they can stop fighting yes and, and leave robot yes purgatory yes that's what they're promised that's what they're promised we okay now i do want to clarify one more other thing about the world before you move on are there many robots or do robots explicitly exist as fighting robots in this tournament thing we are led to believe that robots specifically exist for the robot arena tournament. Okay. But there are a couple who are in hiding that we do run into. I see. At some point. I see, I see, I see. That have escaped. Got it. Okay. Well, tell me what happens. Who's our main character? What's what it sounds like there's some shady secrets going on and I'm excited our to learn character- more. Our main character well, there's two main characters. There's one the Iron Giant. He's a big Iron Giant and he can just stomp on you. Okay. Also turn his hand into a machine gun. And when you're... Okay, okay. And when you're saying giant, like, just give me some kind of scale here. I was about to say 48 feet, but that doesn't seem giant <laughs> That's enough. That's pretty big. How tall is the Eiffel Tower? Uh, I don't know. Hey, Google. Yes, this Joe? Is, this episode of Mock Footage is not sponsored by Google. I'm sorry. I'm not sure what you mean. Okay. The Eiffel Tower comes in at a uh, a scandalous 1,063 feet to tip. To 700 tip. feet. 700 feet. So he's smaller than the Eiffel Tower. Yes, but still considerably, considerably larger than many of the other robots. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is... A gentle giant, and he does mm-hmm. not want to fight. He was made to fight, but does not want to fight. We never get an explicit reason why there is no short circuit in his brain. It's fine. He's um, just a peaceful guy. He's just a nice dude. Mm-hmm. Um, every robot is paired with a, a human that is like their partner, but the partners, the humans, do not actually fight. They're mm-hmm. kind of on the sidelines. They're more like a coach okay. kind of thing. Uh, the Iron Giant does get paired up with a boy. His name is Zachary. He is 13. 
Okay. He's like really good at the robot rumble. Okay. But through his interactions with the Iron Giant throughout the movie, he realizes that maybe just mass mayhem and destruction for the sense of sake for the sake of just violence isn't like the way to go. Okay. And he has a change of heart at some point and like continues that air of acting all tough and trying to defeat every single robot, but is like against this whole ordeal at that another point. sidebar question here is this yeah. movie a piece of propaganda written by PETA in response to the popularization of video games like pokemon no oh well okay you could have fooled because, me because the robots aren't animals i see yeah 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 you know and that makes it okay right and that makes it okay in the eyes of PETA. <laughs> What is what are the humans trying to gain? Sounds like the the humans might entertain. You know, it's just entertainment. Do they like so so they they get like maybe like fame or whatever they're on billboards if they're good? Oh, robot you mean masters. the humans helping yeah, yeah, the robots? Yeah, the, oh, the robot coaches. they get notoriety. They get paid in bucks and okay. money Robux. called bucks. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. Um, and that's like the major thing. So like Zach. Zachary is pretty well off. Like he does, he he's a good, he's a good robot arena friend. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes him a while to get there, though. So they're the two main characters. Um, it's like a lot of it is just a tournament style movie, climbing up the ladder, and just like seeing some cool robot designs, and also seeing how difficult it is for the iron giant to just destroy these robots so oh, like so the he first... is destroying them he's not like subduing them somehow he's like having to he's ha- he has to destroy the enemies he's destroying them at first but as the movie progresses and zach helps him and and and, Z- and he and zach help each other they come to an understanding that maybe they don't have to destroy the robots instead just like shut them off Okay. But, like, the first thing we do see is the Iron Giant up against a literal forklift robot, and he just kicks it, and then it's dead. I see. I just do, did a big shrug. Do these robots, like, have AI, presumably, in them? Like, do they have unique signatures? Yes. Okay. They do. And once you die, you're dead. Okay. Is that is that a line from the movie? <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm so interested. Tell me more. Tell me, tell me I'm what. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, you said tell me more and my brain had an entire anime sequence of one of the most far out things that's happened in, in movie to recent date. So the Iron Giant does have a secret special power that he only uses once. It is hinted at and we get to it. It's not at the climax, but it's because it's a little overpowered. Mm-hmm. Um, so it does act as a lighthouse because it has a big glowing <laughs> eye. So um, one of the things it does do is it turns in, in lighthouse mode and then a giant boat just comes in and crashes into the arena. Okay. Yeah. And there's yeah. like water splashing everywhere. Don't worry about it. It's uh-huh. pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And <laughs> and um what happens like what 
what do we learn about this world and what actually happens to the robots once they they finish and once they get to the top or or do do we learn anything like what are these other robots that have gotten so, out somehow and snuck back in for some reason so the robots that win quote win or are, are given freedom and that is in the form of their AI is taken out and that AI is put into a different robot. I see. And so they, they are just sent get back into the arena. And the robot has either no memory of this or yes. no way to communicate. All personality and memory from the original robot is gone. Got it. So does the Iron Giant win? They manage to Start a robot uprising, not like a big revolution, but like they they shut down the arena and the the conclusion is like the conclusion is not on the Iron Giant and Zack. The conclusion is like seeing people reacting to what just happened on their television screens and thinking about like the ramifications of what they've been watching. Right. Instead. Very Truman Show type of ending. Yeah. What was that one about? <laughs> well, at the end of the movie, they just like, they're like, what they were watching the TV and they were like, yo, that was messed up. And then they were like, well, what else is on? Oh, you know, yeah, like that. But it actually matters. Right, right, right. right. So there's no there's what else is on. There's effect. like, there's like, oh, okay. Like, and then people just like turn off the TV, <laughs> like and go outside or whatever. Um, The Iron Giant does die and he does just become a lighthouse. I'm sorry. Okay. That is sad. You're telling me there is a sacrifice sequence. Uh, yes. And he becomes a lighthouse permanently. Yes, his head is used as a lighthouse. Oh, that's so grim. Yeah. That's so morbid. It's what he, it's what he wanted. <laughs> <laughs> he likes boats. He likes boats. <laughs> um, and so we don't have where are the ais coming from like you say like if they win they get recycled but like this seems you know we don't have an explanation of why he is the way he is but where are they coming from originally do we have any explanation to that i think there's a throwaway line about how they're actually from like uh an alien spaceship and they started modifying like the the ai from that and that's how the first robot oh. Oh, okay, okay, happen, okay. but it's not like a focus right it's just some lore dumped okay. in which i think you know yeah if there was gonna be an iron giant to giant or... giants go to space <laughs> yeah <laughs> can you there it's been a long time since i've watched this movie but i do remember one more thing that i'd like you to tell me a little bit more about the gun can you tell me yeah, about his, the gun his machine gun hand no, the gun that Zachary has. Oh, yes. Um, he flaunts it around all the time. It's just a Nerf gun. But oh. he acts like it's a real gun. I see. It's just a Nerf gun. He does shoot somebody with it at some point to, like, distract them. So, Zachary has, like, this kind of, like, stinky, like... Kind of a brat boy Like a first. brat boy vibe. Like, that's his... He's, like, a heel in the, the robot fighting it. A little community. bit, yeah. Yeah. Everybody loves him. Yeah. Like, he's got, like, sunglasses and a big hoodie and, like, a he Cheetos sponsorship deal. a French sponsorship that's deal. way too big for him. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Can't wait to see this brat grow as a person. And presumably, like, 
realize that the Iron Giant is sacrificing himself. Yes. Okay. It's not is a there, fun. Is there, it's not a uplifting movie. If I'm gonna well, be honest, I think I think it is. You know, I, I I mean, at least the way that you've pitched it so far, like it seems like you know, real change is impacted uh, due to the actions of the Iron Giant and Zachary in the end. Change takes time, and not change just does them. not happen it overnight. Ta- change takes time, and it takes m- many. It takes many. Yeah, I think that's a worthwhile message. That's true. You want to go watch it? Absolutely. I love this movie so much. I'm it's my ex time watching it. Uh, what was your favorite line? It's the bar to entry. Can't watch the movie until you tell me what it is. My favorite line from this movie is is from Zachary, um, where they're fighting a robot, and the Iron Giant. It's like, like they give you commands sometimes to help out. That's about like the, the point of where the, the, the humans interact with the actual fight. Yeah. Um, and Zach just yells, step on it. Like somebody is supposed to hit a gas pedal and then go vroom in a car. Uh huh. And then the iron giant just steps on a robot. I see. It seems like a lot of the, the fights boil down that way. (laughs) Most of them. (laughs) That's good. The Iron Giant, am I right? Yeah. um, Big boy, big feels. Mm -hmm. Big message. Messages. Messages. Some of them subtler than others. Yep, such as... Um, you can be Superman mm-hmm. if you want to be. You can choose who you are, what um, you are. The 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 American government bad. Hyper preparation and what's hyper vigilance bad. If if you start shooting at things you don't understand, they might kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, believe your children when they say they saw a giant robot. Mm-hmm. Um. Date the bohemian junkyard artist. Gotta date the boho guy. Um, if you, it, um, it, the yeah. way he's introduced into the story makes it feel like he's actually the guy from the government and not somebody who actually lives in that town. The way he's introduced is so random. Yeah, it's so he's asleep, right? Reading a newspaper. Yeah, yeah he in is the asleep. diner. Mm-hmm. You want to get into the plot synopsis of yeah. the Iron Giant? So the Iron Giant is a movie uh, that came out in 1999. It's an animated movie, um, and it is about a metal war machine produced in. Well, we don't really know. We saw Sputnik, but did we it- saw Sputnik at first? But this thing just came from space. Um, during the Cold War, shortly after the Soviet Union launched Sputnik 1 in 1957, an object from space crashes in the ocean just off the coast of Maine and then enters the forest near the town of Rockwell. So, it is a creature or an object from space. We are, it does not, it is not necessarily Russian. It is probably otherworldly in nature, which 
I will point out is what you said uh, during the first half of the movie that you said that the AI is something, something coming from aliens, something, something vague. Wild yes, call um, shot. According to a deleted scene, it is confirmed to be from a planet destroying alien army of metal suited men. Anyway, okay, don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad that so that I, scene was deleted. I'm, I'm yeah, I prefer it being vague. Yeah, me too. It's something something aliens AI doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, That's not the point. It's unknown to us. The yes, it is unknown, and it arrives on Earth and causes some mayhem because it doesn't really know what's going on, and it likes to eat metal. Um, and it's a hundred feet tall, and it bumps crosses paths with Hogarth, a local youth who is <laughs> invested in um, you know befriending things and. Uh, being understanding of things. He's got a proclivity for bringing wild animals into the house and such. And they cross paths and Hogarth learns to understand what makes the robot tick and the robot starts learning how to communicate with Hogarth. And meanwhile, there is some government schlub by the name of Kent Mansley who arrives in town and starts investigating the arrival of the metal robot. And because it's the Cold War, assumes it is uh, from Russia and it's a killing machine and ends up escalating and escalating. And um, at the end of the movie, the <laughs> robot sacrifices itself to save the, the American town of Rockwell from itself because... The government, through miscommunication, shot a nuclear warhead at the town. Uh, and so he, the, the robot, supermans it by jumping up into space and crashing into the missile. Um, so, yeah, like, what's going on? What, what are your impressions? What's, what, what are some things that stuck out to you? Um, I really like the characters in this movie. Mm-hmm. They're portrayed very well, both in animation and with the writing and the voices they use. Hogarth, the poor boy with the name Hogarth, which I think is actually pretty okay. Mm-hmm. Um, hog hug is is a is a is hog hug is a is a wonderful child. Is a very believable child yeah, character, yeah, and I love him yeah. very much. Yeah, he is written the way that kids are. Instead of the way that kids are written in media. <laughs> this is an ongoing mock footage conversation. <laughs> it's incredibly good. If you want to see a good portrayal of a kid, Hogarth Hughes this, is one of them. Hogarth Hughes, like, he is a child. He does not understand everything. And he makes mistakes. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. But, he, what is he, like 10? Something. Nine? He yeah. does teach the robot about the concept of death. Yeah. And it's never explicitly said in the movie, but we are led to believe that his dad is dead. His dad was a serviceman, a pilot of some sort, and is dead. So, like, Hogarth knows. Like, Hogarth has had to deal with heavy stuff. Um, But that doesn't, like ruin his sense of like he's he's still a kid you know he's he's he likes having fun and that's that's what he does with the robot for the most part that's 
literally what he does with the robot. Yeah. It's just they just hang out. They just hang out. They just vibe. <laughs> when when things are not escalating, they're just hanging out and mm-hmm. it's very good. Um the mom, very good. Love her very much. Wish she believed her son about the giant robot. But But again, I can understand her position. Cuz yes. when when Hogarth starts going off the rails talking about the giant metal robot, this is after he's been missing all night and she's been looking around. She is worried. She's a single mom. She's been frightened for her kid's life. She finds him and the first thing that he starts saying is like, there's a metal robot. It eats metal. Like, it, it's it's crazy. And she's like, not now. It's like, <laughs> like, I can't. Please. I can't. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Like, I, I know that especially you, you touch on that a lot about how it's really annoying in media when loved ones or trusted individuals don't believe you when something crazy happens and they don't even take the time to hear you out. But in that moment, in that context, I'm like, that makes sense. Yes. And it also makes wish... sense that Hogarth didn't push it after the fact. Yes, I wish they did, but I can see why they didn't for the whole purpose of the movie. Yes. Um... What's his name? Kent Mansley. No, I don't give. Uh, Hogarth excuse Hughes. me. <laughs> what? Dean. Dean. Dean, the hottest guy in town. The hottest guy on TV. <laughs> wants to be an artist, man. And he is I an artist. Want... He is an artist. You choose and what I love you get him. to be. He is so chill. Whenever he hangs out with Hogarth and the yeah. robot, he like. He gave me a lot of paternal energy without being extremely masculine portrayal about yeah. it. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because there's a lot of, from he my was, experience... He was protective of Hogarth, which, like, yes. for no real reason other than that he was a chill dude and Hogarth showed up. Hogarth showed up at his house in the middle of the night and it was just like this kind of moment of like, Oh, I've been here before. I've been that kid yeah. before. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, kid. I don't need to hear your whole story. Like, you can hang out here for a while. I'll take care of you. But he's also not like, like pr- pressing him to do anything. Like, which is maybe irresponsible. Like, he should probably be trying to get in touch with his mom. But like, that's Dean. Like, that's Dean's thing. It's like he's an artist. He's chill. He just wants everybody to relax. <laughs> <laughs> and then when things do go off the rails, he does get like protective and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like there's a giant metal robot. It's going to kill this kid. Like, and he has to learn that like, no, the robot's chill too. It's okay. Yes. Robot, Vin Diesel's best work. Yeah. <laughs> Even better than the Fast this franchise. This movie is also Brad Bird's best work, probably. <laughs> <laughs> We never did watch Incredibles 2, and I don't plan on it. No, we don't need to. No, the robot's fun. The robot is very expressive. The mm-hmm. animation is great. Mm-hmm. Um, we learned today, Joe and I, that the that this is the first movie they use 3D animation. Yeah. Which is really clean and solid. It's yeah. great. Yeah, and that's why they made it about a robot, is because it's like kind of a simple model to... A big to test it out thing, yeah. 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 It's it fine. I almost said monkey robots. Fine. <laughs> I wanted to talk about one of the. There's a lot of good themes and a lot of good messages in this movie. Um, but one of my favorite things that I saw was actually a little bit more subtle, which uh-huh. was that there's a point about halfway through the movie after 
they shake the tail of the army that's investigating them. And then, um, like, the robot has learned about the concept of death and has learned that guns are dangerous. And you kind of see him start to react with, like, his eyes turn red and, like, focus in when he sees the gun. And Hogarth snaps him out of it. And he's like, what? What's going on? Well, then later on, Hogarth and the giant are playing and uh, Hogarth has this toy gun and he like is, like, aiming it at the giant and the giant, like, reacts. He, he goes into kill mode and shoots a giant laser beam at Hogarth. And Hogarth, like, ducks away at the last minute and doesn't no- notice it right away or whatever. But from that point forward, we learn that the Iron Giant is, in fact, a giant murder machine and has just forgotten that it is a murder machine and has been taught by Hogarth to be kind and gentle instead. Could have very easily gone a different way, but he happened to run mm-hmm. into Hogarth. And that's why the Iron Giant gets socialized well. But <laughs> we, you know, it's implied that there's some history with the robot of being a killer robot. And like for the majority of the mo- movie, we ha- he has this unexplained dent in his head. And that seems to be somehow related to previously being a killer robot and probably not liking it very much um and what i love about this sequence is that there's a point where the the robot is flying around and the military is shooting at him and as he's being shot actively being shot at he's like he's in defense mode all of his attacks are in self-defense but even then like he can feel the programming kicking on the PTSD, if you will, the trauma, if you will, like starting to take over and he can feel himself starting to lash out and he stops himself. He like struggles against that urge. He, he says like, mm-hmm. no, and he covers his eyes. And I think, I don't even know how intentional it is, but I think it's a really excellent portrayal of somebody like seeing like the fact that you have trauma is not your fault, but you can still hurt people with the outcomes of that. And, you know, to an extent, you need to do what you can to be responsible for that. And I that's why over everything else, not the Superman sacrifice at the end, but that's why I think the Iron Giant is a wonderful character. That's my favorite scene in the movie, and I'm glad you brought it up yeah. for all the reasons above. I'm glad you, you, yep, you got it. There it, it is. It really hit me hard when we were watching. Like when it I, was what I, a split second in yeah, the movie. Yeah, it's, but it's so important. Absolutely, it's so important. What I remember from this movie as the emotional core was the the sacrifice at the end when the the giant the giant blows himself up to save the town because that's the big dramatic moment, right? That's the climax. But this time, and what I will remember for going forward is the way that he stops himself from shooting at the people who are actively shooting at him. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for that wonderful analysis, Joe Lingua. Doing what I can out here. Um, you asked me a question at in the first half of this podcast, and you said, what do you think about the gun? <laughs> I didn't realize the full extent of that, impl- the implications of that. <laughs> yeah yeah um it's not a gun joe mm-hmm. you got a lot of weirdly right things uh between the two like like yeah well hold on hold on hold on between my 
Robo Rumble Arena movie yeah. and Small Town Kind Giant movie. Yeah. There's a lot of crossover. A lot of weird crossover. So, Would you like to talk about those real quick, Joe? As I mentioned earlier, AI inhabiting a robot, vaguely something something aliens coming from outer space, is a plot point in both movies and handled the similarly <laughs> in both movies. Which is wild. <laughs> Which is wild. Um, I I know nothing about the knew nothing about the Iron Giant before this. Night. Yeah, <laughs> like at all. <laughs> I uh, I didn't know anything about the gun. I didn't know about the sacrifice. It was I a knew giant there was a killer, boy. giant killer robot that was made to kill that did not want to kill. <laughs> uh, that had a a boy companion. Um, and those are the only things I knew. Those are the only things I knew about this movie. And uh, you said, I think it's a little, maybe a little bit of a stretch, but you said that the the giant, well, you said that there was a sacrifice. You also said that he was would turn into a lighthouse, which happens in the very first scene. The lighthouse scene in the <laughs> opening of the movie, I yelled so loudly. <laughs> the, there's a man on a boat who mistakes the Iron Giant for a lighthouse and I screamed yeah. so loudly. And the boat crashes. And, like, that's the, that's the super movie we're talking about. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but the other thing that I, I think is a little bit more of a stretch is that you said that, like, that that the robot had lasting impact, right? Like, that, that it went through these trials and sacrificed <laughs> uh-huh. itself and, you know, won, but at a great cost. And... And change the world for good. And that happened in both movies. I did not plan this. (laughs) Oh, oh boy. At some point, I just start riffing. You know, if you're a longtime mock footage fan, you you know that the first half of the movie. Or I'm sorry, the first half of the show is the first half of the show. Mm -hmm. This is the most coincidental movie crossover with the most non-crossing plots yeah i have ever seen yeah in my life and i'm not over it oh anyway sorry i was just baffled by the the amount of similarity it's wild how many things are similar despite how very different the two the real movie and your made-up movie i still want to watch your made-up movie it sounds good (laughs) honestly me too Um, but but i'm so glad that we had dean (laughs) dean's great this movie was great i think that the pacing was really good in this movie um especially compared to the last movie we watched it was it's on the shorter side I do think that if anything, the very ending is rushed. It I, felt like okay. it. So yes, it, it um, just felt like it kind of hit the climax, and like all that stuff happened really fast. And it felt like there was a weird lack of payoff. Like there were a lot of things that were set up really well that didn't feel like setup. That's the best kind of setup. When the robot is about to jump into space, he says to Hogarth. You stay, I go, no follow, which mm-hmm. is what Hogar said to him at the beginning of the movie when he was trying to get the robot to leave him alone for a little bit. Yeah. Um, but there's also this line when Hogarth is talking to the robot about 
the concept of death. And they have this little existential conversation. And Hogarth says at one point, souls don't die. And I really expected that to come up again. Like, yeah, but it did. It just did not. <laughs> I wish it did. Um, I kinda, yeah, I kind of wish it did. Like, it's cheesy or whatever. Like, it's obvious, little ham-fisted or whatever. But it would, it definitely would have hit me if it if it was in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I um, I agree with you. I'm I'm backtracking a bit. I agree with you that the climax felt rushed. Mm -hmm. As soon as the giant was in the town and then the military was there and then they called in like the battleships and the the airplanes and the jets, it was happening so fast. It felt like I was watching, um, you know, those old war propaganda movies. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's what it felt like. It was just escalating so quickly, and I can't help but think if that was intentional or not. It's like we have to get the message across. The shading and everything changed immediately too. Yeah, like there's like these kids that find themselves in a little bit of a pickle. They're like hanging from a building, (laughs) dangling to their deaths, and Iron Giant is feeling dejected because he's feeling like he is a weapon and wants to get away from people to not hurt them. And then he sees these kids and saves them. And so, like, there's this less than 30, less than 15 seconds of the townspeople being like, oh, this giant robot's cool. That's a cool robot. And then immediately afterwards, the the military starts firing on the robot. Like, the town itself does not really have a a character moment in in the movie. And it feels like it could have. Like, this is the very rare occasion that I'm calling for a movie to be longer than it was. (laughs) It's just... Yeah, the, and I kept commenting during the whole military shooting the giant thing. I'm just like, there's just civilians hanging around. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. Just shooting bombs and missiles at the robot mm-hmm. while there's, like, people. It's fine, I guess, if it's for the protection of the country. Yeah, and that is, I think, very, very, very much on display as something that's being criticized in this movie is, like, yes. going to any and all lengths for the protection of the country, like, is very obviously, um, cri- yeah, criticized in this movie in the form of Kent Mansley. Like, he is there yes. as a heel, and he is a really good villain, and, uh, like, you, you love watching him fail, but, like, he but is when competent su- as well. Yes, when you're seeing him succeed, I hate it. Mm-hmm. It's terrible, and I don't like it. He's so slimy. Uh, he's the worst he's the worst I do not like him and he's just a guy yeah that's the worst part he's just a guy he's just he has a, guy. a uniform he's a self-righteous but... dude that you know th- thinks he, he says constantly that he's doing what's right for the country and at the very end of the movie it's revealed that he's just a coward he's out to save his own skin obviously uh-huh. that's always obvious yes. but he he has that veneer on and a lot of people can get away with wearing that veneer for most of their lives, if not all of their lives. The only reason that he got pushed out of that box is because of the absurd events that he was going through. Right. <laughs> There's a lot of things that can, you can get upset about if you let yourself with this movie. I'm <laughs> trying not a, to. Does a good, it does a good job of criticizing them. Yes. It's, there is intent with the messages this movie is trying to portray. It is not a mistake that it's set during the Cold War and that at a time of hypervigilance, much unlike our current time, quote, 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 um, (laughs) you know, this is something that could have and would have happened. And uh, 
maybe we should think about that. And, 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 <laughs> and all the bad things that could have happened. <laughs> oh no, Joe, we're just a podcast, just two two dudes watching movies. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think we can critically analyze the current day and age. You know. Yeah. Maybe no. we should make a movie. Now I'm depressed. <sighs> yeah. 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 <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. I think I, that's it, and that's all. I know I like, kind of went off. It's that's good. That's fine. I was really only ex- excited to talk about that one scene. Me too, and you did a phenomenal job. So thank you. <laughs> I recommend this movie. <laughs> Thanks for watching the movie with me, right? Thank you all for listening. You can find us on Twitter at mock footage. You can send an email to mock footage at gmail Thank you. Oh, God. Whoa. Third podcast host joining us today. Hey, it's, it's me. It's, it's Scriggly Marge. Welcome. <laughs> it's me, Squ- Scriggly Marge. Uh, the vocal fry on you today, Squiggly Marge. How are you doing okay? Uh, um, thank you so much, Joe. Uh, and also, thank you to Ryan Shanko for the use of the song Hat of Serenity off of his album Hatshot. If you don't recognize Ryan, he was on our Hoodwinked episode, and he does cool things. <laughs> Good also, time to thank plug you. that, yeah. <laughs> also, thank you to Ross Jerson for the wonderful cover art. I think it's pretty cool. And mm-hmm. you should commission Ross if his commissions are open. <laughs> <laughs> I actually haven't checked, but you should do that. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? Um, and thank you, Ray, for uh, bringing back Deck of Friendship, the podcast. Hey, everybody. Um, it's me, Ray. My pronouns are he, him. Uh, if you didn't know, I have another podcast called Deck of Friendship that I do with my friends Jupiter and Joy, uh, which has been on hiatus for a few months because life has been a little hectic for everyone. But it's going to be coming back soon. And... Uh, I think you're gonna enjoy it, Mega Lee. Mega. Oh, was it? Was it a Mega Man thing? Yeah, we're doing Mega Man. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, thank y'all so much. I can't wait to listen to that. I'm sorry for just like cutting you <laughs> off, but yeah. I'm... Um. So yeah, go listen to Deck of Friendship at Friendship Deck on Twitter. Uh, we've we cover anime, but it's not like the your run of the mill anime. We do like. Yu-Gi-Oh! and Log Horizon and Neo-Yokio and Fighting Foodons and that's all the animes we've got. Oh, and Pokemon Detective Pikachu. And Space Jam. And Space Jam. Um, if you like Pokemon the first movie, you might want to rewatch it soon. Might just as a little suggesty. Okay. Mm. Suggesty taken. Uh sounds good. Uh, do you wanna cover that on mock footage? <laughs> I've seen Pokemon the first movie. So, uh, thank you um, again once more for watching the movie with me, Ray. Thank you, listeners, for joining us. Ray, what was our favorite line from the Iron Giant? My favorite line is from Dean after the Iron Giant splashes into a pool of water and makes the water splash out and moves Dean onto a road and a man with some pigs drives up and he says, you're in the middle of the road. Yeah? Did you know that? Yeah. And Dean goes, yeah. And the man goes, all right. All and right. And drives away. 